Welcome to the Marketing Automation Moment podcast. I'm Hannah Kelly. And I'm Mike Maynard. This is Napier's podcast to tell you about the latest news from the world of marketing automation. Welcome to the Marketing Automation Moment podcast. I'm Hannah Worley. And I'm Mike Maynard. And today we discuss what happened to marketing automation in 2023. Our predictions for 2024. And we come to a seasonal agreement over tip of the week. Hi, Mike. Welcome back to the last podcast episode of 2023. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Hannah. It's good to talk about marketing automation again. It definitely is. And we've got quite an exciting um, session ahead of us, Mike, because I really want to take a look back at 2023 and have a conversation around what we think has been the coolest thing that we've seen and what we're looking forward to seeing in 2024. So I'm going to kick us off, Mike, because this is going to be of no surprise to you. And I promise it's not just because of the cartoon character. But I think one of the coolest things I've seen this year is the introduction of Einstein Copilot. So we talked about this a few podcast episodes ago, but this is really the AI system which is going to be built into the user experience within Salesforce. So from drafting customer code, providing sales recommendations, content recommendations, it's going to be really interesting to kind of see it unveil and be used in action because we've had the hype, we've had the, oh my God, we're going to do these cool things, but we've not actually seen it in reality. So I'm actually really intrigued to see what it's going to look like in 2024. And, you know, by middle of next year, are we all still going to be like, this is so cool? Or have we come back to earth a little bit? I think that's a great question. I mean, firstly, I know it is because of the cartoon as to why that's your (laughs) highlight. But equally, I think it's really interesting what Salesforce is trying to do is you know, where personally, I think a lot of AI is going to go. And they're trying to basically bury the AI in the product. So the product will just be smarter. And you won't think about AI and not AI, it will just all be one thing. And if Salesforce can do it, I think that could be super helpful. I mean, the the reality is today, I think they're a little way away from it. So it'll be interesting to see how it develops and, uh, you know, really how much impact it has. And I think also the other thing, and, and maybe this is the scary side of uh, of Einstein, is if it becomes so easy to generate emails that people are generating, you know, 10 times the amount of emails that they were when they had to manually write them, what's that going to do to our inbox? I mean, that is a little bit scary, isn't it? That is such a valid thought, Mike. I hadn't thought of it that way. I mean, you know, our inboxes are so saturated day to day. And I suppose as a marketer, it's about finding the balance again, because if it's going to be so much easier to create that content, you don't want to get to a level where you're just receiving high levels of unsubscribe, or perhaps you're just going into the junk inbox. So for me personally, one of the things that I'm going to be looking at is, yes, let's use these tools. Let's use it to our advantage. But we've still got to actually look at the results and we've got to look at the level. So I mean, I always get a little bit nervous if we're sending four emails in one day. We've just launched our advent calendar. You know, I think we just need to be careful that we're not actually going to turn prospects off and we're being engaging and we're sending relevant content, but it's not going to actually have a negative impact on us at the same time. For sure. And I think one of the risks of AI is it's fairly easy to generate those emails. But if you actually don't think of what the substance of the email is, Um, then you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be sending boring emails. They may be nicely written by AI, but the actual content's not going to engage people. So 
we can't turn our brains off no matter what happens because AI isn't going to completely replace that creativity, at least not in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. But I'm interested, Mike, what is the one thing of your highlight of 2023? Well, I don't know if it's a highlight. It's more a, it's more a disappointment. You know, I still see a lot of very simplistic campaigns, people taking very short campaigns. Maybe someone uh, gets an email, they register to download some content, and then you send another email saying, buy this. And to me, I think what I'd really like to believe is that in 2024, marketers are going to take a breath and they're going to think about what they're trying to achieve. And they're going to think about what that means to their audience. So what they have to do to walk them from wherever they are today to where that marketer wants them to get tomorrow. And I'd love to imagine there'd be more thought applied to campaigns and therefore better campaigns developed. Absolutely. I think that's really interesting because we know it's all about touch points. And I mean, this is the great thing about integrated marketing. And I mean, we obviously focus on marketing automation a lot here because that's the focus of the podcast. But I think it's interesting to have a look at what as well at the tactics you can use in conjunction with marketing automation platforms. So how are you using touch points on your website? How are you using form fields? Are you tracking where people are going? Are you perhaps using pop-ups to direct them to certain pages? So that's a really good point because there needs to be more of a thought process. But I think also just outside of the emails, there's a lot of things marketers could be doing to extend that customer journey and really implement that thought process. That's such a good point, Hannah. And you know, I, I think it's not just the email sequences that that I highlighted where people are not really thinking through the, the customer journey, basically. But it's also all the other things and, and doing things like making content more engaging when people get to the website, personalizing pages, where you build landing pages, all of that, I think, is, is a huge opportunity. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I think the challenge is, is we know that some of the reason marketers don't think is they don't have time and people are pushed for time. So Maybe uh, Einstein's going to give us a little bit more time back and we can be a bit more mindful about how we create and launch campaigns. Definitely. So I think there's a good opportunity to see the positives as well as the negatives of AI next year. Definitely. Let's hope so. I do want to have a bit of a discussion around the trends to watch out for in 2024. So we've obviously said our personal opinion, but I've had a bit of a research online. And I mean, again, predictive AI... AI-generated images, this is, of course, is going to be a huge thing. Personalization, obviously, that's not going anywhere. And I think every year I read a blog post where it's like, personalization is important. What ways could marketers use market automation to really take personalization to the next level next year? Well, again, it goes back to what I said earlier. I think a lot of marketers aren't really doing much personalization. But for sure, if, if marketers think about it, I think they can build personalization into the whole journey. So, you know, first thing to say is don't just personalize the email, but personalize the landing page as well. Another thing to to talk about is, you know, personalizing some of the advertising outreach you do, which I, I get is not really marketing automation necessarily. Quite often that's to drive leads to landing pages that then feed people into marketing automation systems. But we've seen some incredible results where we've built uh, personalized campaigns targeting you know, single companies with separate graphics and text designed specifically for those companies. So I think ABM is going to be that underpinning of personalization because you can't personalize everything, you know, to, to any great extent. 
So you're going to have to focus. But yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think personalization is important. Do you see an area where we're going to see more personalization from marketing automation? Well, I think for me, Mike, it's about taking personalization beyond just that name and just that company name. I think it's the easy way out for marketers. Sometimes you can easily put in those merge fields. It's like, hi, Mike, you know, you work at Napier. But I think it's taken it to the next level. And I guess it goes back to, you know, which has already been a theme throughout our discussion is getting marketers to think a little bit more. So perhaps there's some content ideas that they could share. Perhaps there's a case study that the company shared recently. Perhaps there's a product launch, you know, actually taking it to that next level and taking a step back and thinking, okay, how can I make this really relevant to the person I'm talking to? I mean, the other day you shared an email from Rollworks um, and they were sharing a content piece, but just the way they'd written the email, they'd obviously done the research on who they were targeting, why it would be relevant. And I think just having that thought process and that strategy behind, we're targeting these people it's not just the company name. This is why we're a good fit for you. It's going to make all the difference. I love that. I mean, you're you're really talking about going away from the the simplistic stuff of name and company name and going to really understand what your audience cares about and delivering them the content they want. And I think you're right. That is where you need to get to in personalization. And that can be a challenge. Absolutely. And I think it relates quite nicely to the next point I want to talk about, Mike. And that's really the kind of change in customer journeys. So customer journeys in the past would have followed a really straight linear process, you know, martyrs could see, but the landscapes changed this year and you actually wrote a great blog post on it a while ago. Do you just want to talk a little bit more about how you see customer journeys changing in 2024? Yeah. And to, and to be honest, I mean, it's not really a new idea. Forrester published their famous crazy funnel uh, image I mean, quite a few years ago now, um, saying that people were moving away from these linear journeys to something more complex. Um, so I'm not sure it's necessarily, you know, a change that's happened in 2023. But I think in 2023, more and more, we're seeing it impact campaigns. And people are having to change because different prospects are moving at different speeds and in different directions. So without doubt, what we're seeing is, is uh, companies trying to build micro journeys. So there's this little stage here where we get the prospect from here to here. And there's a little stage here where we move them from, you know, point A to point B, but they don't necessarily move in this big, long planned out sequence. So I think that is actually a challenge. It does make it harder to create, you know, more thoughtful campaigns. But I think, you know, the one thing that market automation uh, needs to do is not only to feed data out and be a push, but also to get uh, data back in. So to understand what your audience wants based upon their, their activities and their actions. And I think if, if marketers can do more of that, then that's going to generate more and more effective campaigns. Oh, that's a fantastic point, Mike, because what you're really saying there is look at the data. So you do these campaigns, but look at the data, see how people are interacting and how you can then, again, take the personalization to the next level based on this interest that you already know the prospect um, has got behind them. For sure. And I think one of the things that, that's, you know, really fairly recent the last couple of years is LinkedIn's got every marketer talking about, you know, the percentage of prospects that are in market that are ready to buy. And one of the challenges of market automation is it seems to always be built around trying to drive that sale immediately. So 
you know, you've got to get to that bottom of the funnel. Well, the reality is, you know, if you listen to LinkedIn, only 5% of your audience are in market ready to buy. 95% aren't going to buy no matter what you do. So that, I think, is what I mean by being more thoughtful about the journey is, you know, doing something for those people who aren't necessarily going to progress, as you say, in that sequence through to a purchase, but are actually going to stop. They may get further down their customer journey. They may get closer to becoming a customer, but nothing you can do is going to make them ready to buy. What do you think about that? I think that's really interesting because what I would add to that is there's a simple way to do that. So have that thought process behind you, but the key part of market automation is the automations. So, you know, we use a lot of campaigns where we run the ABM, we run the Google retargeting, but have a sequence that goes out. If they're still not ready to buy, if it's still not the right time, put them into a list and then in a month's time, do another sequence. And I think a big part of it is consistency and it's being consistent and making sure you're top of mind and not annoying, but a good level of engaging and sharing relevant content. And I think it's understated sometimes how market automation can make your life easier in that part because I mean, for Napier, I run a lot of automations and I don't have to think twice about them anymore. I know that if that contact isn't interested, they're not engaging, they will go sit in a list. And then in a month's time, they will be entered into another sequence. So it doesn't have to be difficult. But the key message I would say, it's the consistency part. That is what's going to make the difference. Yeah, and I think that's actually something you've really leveled up with our marketing automation at Napier is you've really looked at how you can pull out that 5% that are in market that are ready to buy and accept that 95% in any mailing are, are not going to be you know, immediate customers and what you need to do is keep them warm, keep them nurtured and just look at the behavioral cues that say, yes, you know, someone's putting their hand up, they're interested, they're someone we need to approach. I think you've done an amazing job there and it's something a lot of uh, you know, marketing automation users could learn from you. Don't give me too many compliments, Mike. I won't be able to fit my head through the door when I leave. But great. I mean, I'm conscious of time. So I do want to move on to our insightful tip of the week. And I want to do a slightly different approach this week where I want us to each share a tip for marketers to think about when entering 2024. So I'll start us off, Mike. And I think for me, you know, part of my role, as I'm sure listeners have gathered by now, is that I am part sales and I am part marketing. So I have to have a sales hat and a marketing hat on at all times. And I think the one thing that can help companies be more successful, and it's that very, very long old cliche of consulting your sales team. So help them understand how market automation can be used, encourage them to use it to their fullest, show them the pipelines, show them the content that you are sharing, show them how they can see the prospects and what they're interested in. And I think if marketers go in with that mindset, they can really focus on building campaigns that will lead to closing the sales. I think that's a, that's a great point. And, you know, what is happening? We know that actually the amount of time prospects spend engaging with marketing is increasing and the amount of time they spend engaging with sales is decreasing. And I don't think that necessarily means sales is becoming unimportant. What it means is those interactions in sales individually are actually much more important. And the salespeople need to get all the information and be as fully armed as they are, they can be. So I think that's, that's a brilliant tip. And I think people also need to, you know, talk to the sales team to understand what the market wants, what our, our, your audience wants, because they are also very close. So they can also help us generate better campaigns. 
That's a brilliant point, Mike. Yeah, at the end of the day, sales has got the understanding of the landscape. They're there day to day. And so they'll also be able to inform marketing. So it's definitely a joint effort. Absolutely. So, Mike, your turn. What would you share as your tip to think about when entering 2024? Well, I mean, the truth is you obviously shared your tip sometime before the uh, the recording. So I got to see it. And I, and I have to say, my tip is, listen to Hannah. She's really smart. <laughs> you know, I was going to talk some, about something to do with sales and marketing, but I think you just express it brilliantly. So, you know, as marketers, I think we need to go and make friends with our sales team. We need to train them. We need to educate them. And we also need to learn from them as well. So it's a great tip you had, Hannah, and I completely agree with it. It's probably the best advice anyone could get if they're looking to run marketing automation campaigns in 2024. Wow, what a brilliant note to end on, Mike. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I've loved our discussion today and I'm really looking forward to seeing how the landscape continues to evolve and also what marketers and the sales team get up to in 2024. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the, the last thing probably we want to do is just wish all our listeners a great break over the festive season, whether you celebrate Christmas or anything else. Hope you have a wonderful time and a very prosperous 2024. Absolutely. Have a great holiday. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Automation Moment podcast. Don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast application and we'll see you next time.